the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Stock markets hit a record high yesterday in the S&P 500 in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Not so much today. We open lower Stock rally is taking a breather as earnings flood in. Tonight, we're going to get Google, also known as Alphabet. We're also going to get Microsoft. And they're going to tell us, has the big run-up in the last 90 days been justified? Great TV show, by the way. I I enjoyed Justified enormously. Probably the last kind of TV show on a TV network that I watched. That wasn't a pay station. Anyhow, what else do we have to talk about today? Plenty is the answer. Um, Stocks taking a breather. Magnificent 7 is having five of the company's report numbers this week. Tests reported last week. NVIDIA reports later in the month or later in the coming weeks of earnings season. But uh, we got a big one. So Apple reports, as does Amazon and Meta, on Thursday. So Tuesday and Thursday are the big days of earnings reports. Tonight, it's Microsoft and Alphabet. Elon Musk has revealed that X, uh, or he revealed on X, that the first human has received a brain implant from his company, Neuralink. Um, shows great promise in people who've lost the ability to lose, uh, use their limbs through things like broken spines um, and diseases that people are born with. Don't know much else about it, to be honest. Definitely not investable at this point in time. Unless you were to find the private shares online where employees are trying to dump their shares and go out and do things like buy homes. Uh, Typically, those are really heavily marked up. More millennials are living with mom and dad in high cost of area living, high cost of living areas in particular. Nearly 16% of U.S. millennials live with their parents in 2022 as younger people increasingly struggle with high costs of homes. HBO Sex in the City is being licensed to Netflix. This is an interesting story in large part because that's one of the reasons we fell in love with Netflix. We'd get the DVDs from HBO. Uh, we didn't have to pay for HBO. We'd pay for Netflix, which was much cheaper. We'd watch season one, season two, season three, season four, season five of Sopranos back to back to back to back to back. And we started binging their content. Well, turns out HBO wants to make a little bit more money because they're starting to give up some of that content again, taking it off of their platforms and giving it to others. Two of the biggest shows in 2023 came from people watching licensed shows like Breaking Bad and Suits. The great divorce rates are exploding. The divorce rate has doubled since 1990 for Americans over 55. For couples over 65, the rate has tripled. It's costly, especially for women. Home prices began cool in the month of November. Home prices fell two-tenths of 1%. Now you're saying two-tenths of 1%. Am I going to go out and buy something with that? Probably not. But it, it's a break. After seeing rates, not rates, excuse me. After seeing seven or eight months in a row of homes increasing. 
It's the first monthly drop since January of 2023. I guess that's almost 12 months now, right? Wow. Time flies. Well, this is November's data, so that's nine months. Um, well, you get the idea, right? Mortgage rates rose sharply in October, their highest level in over 20 years, making it tougher to afford a home. Now, guess what's going to happen throughout this year? Mortgage rates are expected to decline to 5 to 5% by the end of the year, thus probably meaning people will be paying more for homes again. So the little reprieve might be a drop of two-tenths of 1%. Now, just for the record, uh, on a year-over-year basis, prices are up 5.1%. Think about last year when, if you invested in the NASDAQ, you got 30% uh, plus. And S&P 500, 20% plus. So over the long term, stocks beat real estate. It's just a fact. The New York Times did a study from 1990 to 2020, where if you had bought a house in cities like San Francisco or New York or Chicago, you actually underperformed if you put the same amount down and the same amount of your monthly expenses from the home into the stock market, you did three times to four times better. Ooh, that's a fact, Jack. Of note, in this home prices cooling story, Seattle and San Francisco reported the largest monthly price declines, falling 1.4 and 1.3% respectively. That's monthly price declines. San Diego saw an increase of 8%. In fact, six new cities hit all-time highs in November. So even though the data showed a little bit of slowing on a national level, six cities hit all-time highs. Miami, Tampa, Atlanta, Charlotte, New York City, and Cleveland. Four of those cities are in the deep south. Worthy of note, Miami is a world-class destination, as is New York. I don't care what's going on with Cleveland. Not knocking Cleveland. Um, Portland, Oregon showed the city on a year-over-year basis, the only city on a year-over-year basis down, down seven-tenths of 1%. Those tree-hugging hippies up in Portland. A lot of crime in Portland. A lot of crime in downtown San Francisco, a lot of crime in Oakland. People are getting tired of it, but what are we going to do? Well, <clears throat> there's one company that's saying, if you go into a store, are you willing to use the store's app to open merchandise drawers? People don't like waiting behind for, for an employee to open the, the plastic where their, their goods are behind the, the window. Uh, they'd rather just go home and order it online. And I get it. I do, too. But retail return, oh, so there's a company that's making a new kind of store shelf where you would, if you go into a CVS, you would have to use your CVS app or you would have to use your phone number to open the cabinet and it's going to, you know, Bluetooth it right back to you. At that point in time, it's going to start videotaping you and seeing how many items you take out, how many items, if you're taking too long to make a decision, how do you feel about that little level of surveillance? Retailers have to get it right, because if they get it wrong, you'll say, I'm not going to that store. I hate, I absolutely hate going to CVS now. I hate going to Target. Um, I don't go into Targets often, but when I do, it's, it's just not an experience that I enjoy. Retailers tried to win shoppers and boost sales in recent years by making retail uh, returns easier online. January is a big month for returns from Christmas, and a lot of retailers extend the window until January 31st. In some cases, shoppers can send back different items than the ones they bought as fraud is rising. Um, So they'll say that they bought a $60 shirt, but they'll send back a $10 shirt. Ouch. Another type of fraud that's happening is uh, dumpster diving, where people will find a 
a receipt from like Nordstrom's or uh, then they'll go into Nordstrom's and they'll, they'll see what the receipt said. It was like a $60 t-shirt. Well, I heard my t-shirt $60 every time. Um, and they'll go get it on the rack and they'll, they'll say, oh, I, I got this for Christmas and I want to return this. Out. Retailers estimate 13.7% of returns online or $101 billion were fraudulent last year. Over the holidays, that number rises to 16.5% or $24.5 billion. This is number one concern for retailers. There's not even a close number two. Plus, when you do returns, it takes about 21% of the order's value to process that return, even before there's fraud. Um, One in four consumers said they've bought an item with the intent to return it after use. America is in decline. This is proof. Is it not? Hey, big event coming up February 15th. That's just a few weeks from now. Um, it's a Thursday night event, 6.30 to 8.30 in Menlo Park. It's the Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness with CFP Chad Burton. It's in Menlo Park. Um, I'm going to get there a couple hours early. This place has got a great restaurant. Plus, I need to set up the equipment. But you can sign up for the event today. It's probably the last time we do the Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness for a while. You can sign up for it at Rob Black Show. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, February 15th in Menlo Park for a live event. Chad will walk you through these 7 steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness, Thursday, February 15th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Stanford Park Hotel in Menlo Park. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up online today at robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. It's a pretty noble goal, huh? I believe that to be true. I don't know if um, you started early enough. I started when I was 20, roughly, maybe 19, um, after a car crash where I got a settlement. And... um, that led to, uh, it wasn't a big settlement, just so you know. I got rear-ended pretty good. Mm, kind of a quick, interesting story. Um, woman's foot slipped off the brake, and she just plowed straight into me at 30 miles an hour. And um, she gets out of the car, and she's like, I'm so, so sorry, my foot slipped off the brake. And I was like, lady, keep your mouth shut. Like, don't start admitting guilt. Like, don't, don't, don't. I'm protecting her which was weird to think about. Um, but I got, I think, $3,500. Uh, I had some medical expenses, and my back's never been the same. Um, it was interesting because on the scene, I felt okay. I go home, and my back locked up. Um, I guess it was the adrenaline, right? So I guess the advice here is tell your kids, your sons and daughters, if they get in a car accident, just keep your mouth shut. Do the proper paperwork. Uh, if you get in an accident and you you may need an ambulance, even though you don't think you need an ambulance. So that night, my friends went out drinking because I was twenty, like I said, and um, 
I stayed in bed and uh, I thought I was going to need a little bit of rest, but in the back just froze. And I just started bullying. Probably the last great cry that I've had. I've had one other great cry since then. Producer and radio died. And uh, it just guy on the other end of this microphone, the board op. And uh, just a good guy, good grandfather. Loved his grandkids. And uh, sometimes it just weird things hit you at weird times, right? So uh, some give and take on the front of big earnings reports. That's for sure. You got the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average hitting new record highs yesterday. SP 500 playing with 4,900, topping 4,900 after clearing 4,800 just a few days ago. We've had a big move in the last 100 days. We need a pause. We need to slow. We need some cooling. Yeah, it's nice to hit new record highs. No, you don't really need to. You need to be accumulating wealth until you're wealthy. Record highs is a, a false way of looking at it. Um, companies trading up nicely after good results. General Motors, F5 Network, Super Microcomputer, which is tied to AI semiconductor boards. They're kind of the poor man's way of playing NVIDIA and AI. Said Meta had a good quarter. They put together computers. Uh, HCAS Healthcare, they do healthcare. Newcore, which is a steel kind of company. Pfizer, major, major, major uh, pharmaceutical. So what's, what's interesting there is look at the different companies that reported numbers. A car company, GM. F5 Networks, a uh, network and equipment makes the internet go faster. Supermicro, they're tied towards AI uh, chipsets. Sanmina, they put together computers. HCA Healthcare, healthcare company. Newcore, steel company. Pfizer, drug company. That's pretty weird. UPS announced 11,000 job cuts. Remember last year when everyone was happy that UPS was paying their drivers more? This is what happens. Um, 11,000 job cuts is not because the economy is slowing down. It's because they're trying to rein in costs. They may not tell you that. They're going to introduce more robots. Robot deliver package. Um, I should mention this. There's a big liquidation going on in Asia tied towards a Chinese property developer named Evergrande. And I threw that down there because I don't invest in Chinese companies. I want to, but I don't do it. In the 1990s, I came really, really close to buying into a bicycle company in China because Chinese are going to become more middle class. They're getting factory jobs and they're leaving the farms. And when they go to the big city, they need communication. They can't afford cars. They buy bikes. Great story, right? And I was like, no. I just don't feel comfortable. I've never been to China. China has 27 cities of 10 million people or more. The United States has eight. And I'm like, I don't feel so great with that. Trust your gut sometimes. I've made wealth without doing things like stepping into other areas that I'm uncomfortable with. Treasury market, I don't really need to talk much about. Uh, 10 years at about 4.07, not really doing much in the last couple of weeks. Fourth quarter GDP growth numbers out of the Eurozone, um, relatively weak. United States is still the, the best house in the world market as far as economies go. And more and more people are convinced we have pulled off a soft landing. I don't want to use the word convinced, but you get the idea. Um, home prices are cooling. That came out of the Case-Shiller Home Price Index. But again, mortgage rates are expected to fall to 5.5% by the end of the year. Oh, so maybe home prices don't stay cool for too long. Uh, This is an interesting story. Apple Vision Pro got a great review. 
Um, reviewers are saying nothing but great things about the product. It's now starting to land in people's hands. Uh, they say watching a movie by yourself is amazing. You're watching like bigger than IMAX. Amazing, they say. They say doing meditation. Amazing. Okay, I'm like, movie and meditation, $3,500? Nope. Uh, there's companies like Netflix that aren't putting their apps on the product yet, but you could still go to Netflix through the web browser. Um, I'm going to have to hear a little bit more about this. The coolest thing that I've heard so far is cooking with it is amazing. So, because you can see straight through the glasses and you can see a recipe on the left screen, the left corner of your eyeball. You can set five different timers on the right side. Um, they say it's pretty cool for like certain things like that. Um, clearly the ability to um, consume media is, is going to be a big part of it. Like I was telling my kids, I'm like, very solo. When was the last time you watched a movie by yourself? Now I do because I like staying up late on weekends, um, but they don't. So UPS cutting 12,000 job cuts. Just for the record, I said 11,000 earlier in the show. Um, but the Apple Vision Pro is getting great reviews and it's a very expensive product. And this was a smart move by Apple to price it at $3,500 because the Quest 1 was awful. The Quest 2 was awful. The Quest 3 is starting to get okay. Um, but we will go for a better experience where prices drop over time is a thought from Apple. Really, really smart to get good word of mouth on the launch. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big event coming up February 15th. It's the seven steps to retirement readiness. Can you pass all seven? It was a new event that Chad created late last year. It will probably be put to bed for a couple months after this event. Um, it's a good chance to come out and meet me and talk with CFPs. We bring two or three with us, including Chad. And um, just a good chance to get a portfolio snapshot review after the event's over. Find out where you stand. Find out, like, are you close to retirement? Meet with a CFP for free. Uh, do it on a Zoom call. No commitment. That's a steal of a deal. Uh, Walmart is offering annual stock grants as a new incentive for store managers, bringing potential pay for the most successful ones to more than $400,000. Starting in April, all store managers will receive as much as $20,000 in Walmart stock every year. They're trying to retain staff, especially management. Media streamer Plex raised new capital to close its profitability gap. gap. Company began as a media organization startup and has become a one-stop shop for all your media, including ad-supported streaming. The new round has not yet been disclosed, but it's larger than fifty million. The company is on track to achieve profitability within the next year. I'm always interested, like what's working, what's the next company that might come public, where are venture capitalists throwing their money? So one of the things I wanted to do was find a new technology, not play with it, but try to understand it. Flex has been developing social features as well, allowing users to opt into a feature that tracks the viewing and share it with friends. Flex users can watch free ad-supported shows and movies, listen to TV, stream live TV channels on uh, or their own media. It's a pretty cool way to watch TV. Um, learn more by 
Googling Plex, P-L-E-X. Are they going to have layoffs? Are they not going to have layoffs? There's always a lot of things to think about when you have a young company. And in the last couple of years, it's been tougher and tougher to get funding, right? That makes sense to you, I think. Um, Other big stories of note. Let's see. There's... um, Oh, I had a really nice day yesterday. Um, and this just shows you my psychology right now. Uh, my kid had a soccer game in Golden Gate Park yesterday at 345. So I drove into the city and uh, I was all worried. I took all the documents out of my car in case it got broken into and didn't get broken into. It was a gorgeous day. And I watched his team beat another team. Um, watched everyone happy and only four parents come. Um, out of a team of 18 people. And uh, it was pretty cool. All the high schoolers would give me high fives because I bring protein drinks and stuff like that. Um, one day, probably next year or the year after, I want you, the listener, to join me at one game. And I want to bring like 60 to 80 people to cheer for our team just to freak them out because four parents show up. That's not good. Um, anyway. Uh, what else do we need to know? Trader Joe's just revealed its winner of its 15th annual Customer Choice Awards. From their best beverage, seasonal apple cider, to the most popular sweet treats, blime ice cream sandwiches. The second year in a row, the top spot was road, uh, awarded to TJ's chili and lime-flavored rolled corn tortilla chips. Um, I bring up Trader Joe's, not publicly traded, uh, but they've done a great job marketing the idea that their groceries are cheaper than the rest of the world. Um, it's not so much that it's that they're not using a lot of brand names and you can do, get the same deals like at a Safeway. If you're buying the Safeway brand, when you go to teach uh, Trader Joe's, you buy the TJ brand, right? So it's off label. So they don't market apple cider. Whereas during the Super Bowl, you may see Tom's hard like apple cider. And that's going to sell at a premium. Um, people swear by Trader Joe's. I think it's kind of, eh, yeah. But their butter chicken with basmati rice, yum. Um, once or twice. And then it gets like, oh, again. So, yes, yes, I'm telling you even more about my stupid life. Um, Apple shareholders, I brought this up earlier in the show, and I want to close the idea. Apple shareholders should be really happy that they priced the Vision Pro at $3,500. Is the reviews on the demos, the reviews on people who are getting the product now and doing official reviews, they're really hot. Um, There was one woman who was on CBC this morning, and she wore the headset for 24 hours, or she tried. Took it off, probably, I don't know if she took it off for meals, but she um, went skiing, and she had to take it off because it didn't quite fit the right idea and for obviously for bed so apple's pricing choice illustrates a distinctly different strategy than the one taken by facebook or meta apple's approach is also far more efficient and prudent apple will likely lose far less money than facebook on its early investments in spatial computing it's great for the work environment is what the reviews are saying and it's great for movies it's bigger than an imax screen and you get to do it from, like, maybe you want to watch a movie tonight uh, on a Hawaiian beach. And you get the vibe of that. Um, so I'm interested in where this goes. Facebook is going for ubiquity. 
the platform approach, whereas Apple wants to make money on each sale. Um, going for volume and platform dominance is a great approach with a viral product that doesn't cost much. Um, and it's also a fine approach with hardware. If you have the following, you have to have a superior product. You have to have financial resources to lose money on each unit. You have to have a product that so many people want that you can quickly become the dominant platform. Think about what face not Facebook, but um, Microsoft, Xbox, and PlayStation does. They come out with a, a new console every five years that's way better than the old one because they haven't put new technology into it in the last five years. During those five years, um, the technology becomes faster, cheaper, and smaller. And But during those five years, they lose money in year one. But by year two, they're making money because uh, the licensing for the games and the games that you're buying in volume, it's going to be kind of interesting. One of the reasons that people didn't want Microsoft to buy Activision was that Activision would help support the launch of a new console. Some people love Call of Duty games. I get it. I've played many of them. It's immersive for 15 to 20 hours. It's it's fun. But now that Microsoft is going to be building that product in-house, they're not going to be getting the revenue per se of the license, which is a lot fatter margins than if you have staff. It's going to be interesting to see how the platforming is going to work because Apple's at a point right now where they're fighting with a lot of their content makers. Um a lot of their apps, but like I said, with Netflix and all the apps, you can log in online and still use it on the virtual reality headset. So you'll see if Netflix sees that you're logging online and watching a lot of movies, they're going to say, we're going to come up with an app for it. We're not stupid. But right now they're acting all tough. Same thing with Google's YouTube. Um, but again, you can log in online, kind of work around. Um, based on the money that Metaverse is burning, Facebook is likely selling the Quest at or below cost. The R&D and software costs are enormous, so Facebook is incinerating tens of billions of dollars on its metaverse bet. Apple's fancy augmented reality goggles will lose a lot less money, especially at first. Apple's price in the Vision Pro to make money on each unit. So even if the product doesn't sell that well, they're not going to be incinerating tens of billions of dollars. The way that Apple could lose with this approach is by pricing it too high or the product's too buggy. Microsoft, us, and Meta, you know, are going to be selling a similar product. And it's interesting because Meta, when they tried to sell a phone, was a flop. When they tried to sell picture frames, it was a flop. Uh, but the Quest is gaining a little bit of a foothold. Just in time, Apple's coming in and saying, hey, we're going to get a premium price, and you can have the low end, we'll take the high end. Apple's going to work their way down. The question is, once you've bought a, a Quest Pro or a Quest 3 from Meta, and you're like, hey, it's okay. First week, it's it's great. Second week, it starts collecting dust. Once that happens, will you ever go back to the product or we go with the one you've heard great things about? Apple's always priced this way since the 1990s. Apple's always been able to capture enough share of the high end of the market so it can generate massive profits and then build to defend that platform. Facebook's real problem in virtual reality right now is not just its pricing strategy. It's no one's excited about what they're selling on it. Um, there's no killer app. They've got a great game called Asgard's Revenge or something like that. You might have seen the commercial. Um, but it's not hitting 60 million units. It's not hitting any big number of selling sell through. Um anyway, tens of billions of dollars at stake here, right? How do you feel about that? 
800-516-1220 if you want to get your calls on the air. Taking a quick look at the markets. Things are getting a little bit worse as the day goes on, which is fine. Uh, taking a breather after hitting record highs is okay. It's normal. It's expected. I see the Dow has turned positive for the day, but the Russell 2000 is lower. Uh, the NASDAQ's lower. Not plumbing like the bottom right now, uh, but definitely trending lower. Um, the S&P 500 is almost break-even, so we may get another record on the Dow and the S&P 500 today. Um, may. So... Uh, what else do we have to hit? 26 billion records leaked. <laughs> Mother of all data breaches. You know, that just it continuously reminds me. Robbie got invested in a network security company that sells to enterprises. Oh, for the record, I like tech companies that sell to enterprises. The only tech company I really love that doesn't sell to enterprises is Apple. Right? If you start thinking about it, um, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Google, um, Amazon sells a lot of advertising to big companies. They're all thriving right now because that enterprise wants to capture you um, or the business side of the fence, whereas you kind of want to be cheap and maybe don't want to spend as much. That's why Apple's going to the quarter as the most likely to disappoint. Hey, big event coming up February 15th in Menlo Park. Learn more about it. At robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. A lot of recalls on Tesla these days. There's a new one that's tied towards the rear view camera. The recall affects Model S, X, and Y vehicles in the year 2023 model year that are equipped with full self driving computers. Uh, 4.0 and running search and software releases. Instability of the software versions may prevent the rearview camera image from displaying. Tesla says it's released an over-the-air software update, which is pretty interesting about their recalls. Um, software updates on car recalls? It is kind of cool. With that said, um, Tesla stock may be at a bottom. A lot of people didn't expect it to go under one two ten, but it went down to one ninety, and then technically it held, and that was the what the technicians called the line in the sand. Um, for me, I'll own Tesla in the S and P five hundred. I'll probably own it in a couple mutual funds that might be in my four hundred one k. But I don't need to own the individual stock. I just Elon Musk seemed like a bit of a problem. He seems to be addicted to getting in the headlines every two to three days for controversial opinions. He is the world's second richest man because of his controversial opinions, in my opinion. Um, has it had people pull back? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's see where we are on the stock market because we were just about to go positive on the S&P 500. And it felt like today was going to be a breather day. And sure enough, the S&P 500 is positive and the Dow Jones Industrial Average positive. Today, Microsoft um, and Google Alphabet are going to report earnings. Both of them are enterprise-type companies. Um, you're saying Google, but don't isn't it search for me? It's search for you, but what's on the other side is the enterprise. It's the corporations that want the business. So I expect very good results from both. Now, the question is very good or great. 
Visa had a very good quarter that was reported last week and the stock dropped. And I own shares of Visa. I've talked about, I like the payment processing. I see more and more Americans spending, more and more Americans swiping, fewer and fewer Americans using cash. Um, also, I like MasterCard. Just because I like one doesn't mean I have to dislike the other one. I would prefer not to own the companies that lend the money, like the Capital One. I prefer to own the money, the companies that transact the business. Um, now, the margins from a Capital One are very, very good, but uh, just doesn't it doesn't get past my stop sign. It doesn't get past my think about it sign in my head. UPS is cutting 12,000 jobs. They're going to explore more options uh, for their various businesses out there. UPS plans 12,000 job cuts and explore strategic options for Coyote, which is its trucking brokerage business. So they're trying to trim costs after that big union win last year uh, for employee concessions on, on giving them more for the work that they're doing. UPS is bellwether for the global economy. Um. I think a bellwether technically is like a sheep that has a bell on it. So the other sheep follow it around. So UPS is seen as a bellwether for the global economy. It does not expect business conditions to improve until the second half of 2024. Now that's good news. I know you're saying business conditions are bad right now. That's good news. Yes. A, we're in the fight. And B, companies like UPS are saying it's the back half of the year that's going to get, get us some strength and momentum going. The Fed is expected to cut interest rates probably uh, as soon as June, uh, maybe a little bit earlier. And then every other month, they're going to cut 25 basis points is the thought. It's the expectation that we're hearing out of um, the markets right now. Let's take a look. There's a little bit of profit taking, um, but the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average are sitting near all-time highs. That's normal. Sometimes you got to give back. Um, I lost a lot of weight in November, December, and I gave some of it back in January, and I'm okay with that. I just don't want to give it all back. Um, hesitation in front of earnings from Microsoft, Google, and AMD. Oh, AMD is reporting day after close. I forgot to mention that one. That's important because they're going to talk about dun, da, 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 AI. Um, there's a strong January consumer confidence index. Now, here's what's happening to me. My stocks are at all-time highs. My investments are at all-time highs. Guess what? I feel a little bit better about myself in the world. Is that fair? Nope. In October of last year, when there was a market pullback, or February, March of 2023, where there was a, an aggressive pullback, was I a little less confident? Like, oh, let's go on a vacation, spend lots of money. I was a little less confident. It's funny how your wealth affects your confidence, but um, confidence is also another funny thing. If we had unemployment at five, six, seven percent right now, you would say, I don't really feel all that confident because um, I hear Joe, the neighbor's having a tough time finding a job. Now, you're thinking about how the economy affects the neighbor and not you. You have a job, you're fine. Your wealth is fine, but you hear about it. So you become a little less confident and you're projecting on Joe. And ultimately, that's a good thing because oftentimes Joe still goes out and spends. Uh, today, we're seeing really strong performance from financial companies, Citigroup, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs. I like that. Um, I like to see financials lead. We haven't had great financial leadership in many years. I love Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, Meta, NVIDIA. 
not so much Tesla, but I don't want to see them lead every year. Keep in mind, I got some emails at the start of 2024 of people who are really like, hey, you know, who needs a, a financial guy like you? Because I, I was in these stocks. And how did he do in 2022? What did you do about your tax efficiency? What did you do about your conversions to create less taxes in the future? That's magical, huh? Don't ever get too confident. Big event coming up. I'd love to see you there. It is the day after Valentine's Day, which is a day I hate, made up holiday. I know, I know. There's no romance in my life. Never has been, never will be. Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness, February 15th in Menlo Park, Thursday, February 15th, 6.30 to 8.30. We're going to go over a plethora of events, tests. And you can say at the end, did you pass? Did you fail? Did you get through five of them? Did you get through three of them? Did you get through all seven? Taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, health and wellness. If you have $500,000 investable assets, we'll also do a consultation with you for free after the event when we can gather a little information. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's coming up in two weeks in Menlo Park, Thursday evening, 6.30 to 8.30, show.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, February 15th in Menlo Park for a live event. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness, Thursday, February 15th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Stanford Park Hotel in Menlo Park. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all 7 tests? Sign up online today at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.